hate this table. Because anything you do on this table, it just you can hear it. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like you're in a cave with, what is his name from The Grinch? <laughs> the Grinch? No, the, the one with, um, what is his name? The comedian. Oh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. And he's like yelling in the cave and he's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> or he's like, yeah, you're an idiot. Goes, I'm an idiot. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Forget I said <laughs> anything. <laughs> it just reminded me of the echoes in the cave. I'm sorry. For a second, I was like, are you seriously asking me who's the the Grinch and the Grinch? Because it's the Grinch. <laughs> I just figured everyone knew what I meant when I was talking about the Grinch as the movie with whatever you just said. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. I don't know why I keep I keep wanting to say Will Ferrell, and I know it's not right. So then I, I stop and go, I don't know who it is. <laughs> I've got one guess, and, and that's it's, it. It's Will Ferrell or nothing. <laughs> but he's Elf. He's yes, the other green dude. That's why, that's why I'm confused. They're both green. And they're both Christmas. They, <laughs> sorry, you're right. They are both Christmas. <laughs> I'm having many realizations this afternoon. I just like how you're like they're both Christmas. Like two of the most like quintessential Christmas movies. I'm also very excited because we are almost in Christmas time. So we're so close. Getting cozies. Oh. Although I am very upset at Oregon for the fact that we had zero fall, that oh. it was like summer until the last second, and then it was like, bitch, it's winter now. It was like in the 80s, and then the following week, there was a day where like the high was like in the 50s, and I was like, that's 30 degrees yes. of a jump. Like, I don't, that's not normal. Why? How? Yeah. And then it kind of was in the 50s for a while, and now we're like in the 40s, and sometimes in the 50s. It was it's cold. It was insane. Like, we didn't have enough 70s and 60s. No. I needed so many more days of 65 and the leaves being golden. And now you just go outside and your hands, like, immediately freeze. And I'm like, oh, it's not fun. I don't want to spend that much time outside now. <laughs> that Yeah, that's the sucky part. I'm like, I can go for a run. And I <laughs> go outside and I'm like, this is awful. I, this is too cold. Yeah. It's really not that cold, but... I feel like it's not terrible, but it's enough to be, like, to make you question. I think coming off of being so hot. The, yeah. tra- the transition was not where like my body's like slowly slowly getting used to colder temperatures it was like no it was, yeah it was you. you were wearing shorts and a tank top and then the next yes. week it's jeans and a sweater yes yeah uh, okay i'm glad i'm not the only one i was <laughs> no. like am i a wuss this year but well and then the fact that it was so sunny for so long was like starting to bother me like no, i was starting rain. to get like itchy yeah i was like i okay i need fall now like yeah. so i like summer for all the things you can do in summer mm-hmm. but i don't really like summer that much i want fall yeah i want 60 degrees sweaters warm weather but i can still walk outside with sun and leaves you just made aaron really mad because aaron loves summer <laughs> robert loves summer too he's always so I, he's like how can you not and i'm like i love summer for what we get to do yeah but i don't love summer in the fact that i'm hot as fuck all the time and i am a sweaty person just so, like walking around in your sweat all day is yeah. not what you want to do, really. I don't feel cute <laughs> at all. I'm like, you don't feel cute when you're just dripping sweat. I remember, be- I remember being in here and it was way too hot, and you and I were both like, my eyebrows moist. were sweating separately from everything else, which is how you know you're hot. Yeah, <laughs> it's when your eyebrows are like, I need to kick it up a gear. Luckily, we do have a little bit of heat in in the tiny shed, so we won't we won't complain as much about the cold seasons. <laughs> and it's just nice to like bring tea hot Ooh, tea yes, we got hot tea with us and cozy blankies mm-hmm. in i think we, see fall and winter okay i mean i'm on board with you i've always loved fall but. yeah and just everything about fall the smell of fall the mm-hmm. look of fall 
Yeah, it's very magical. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also feels very, like, basic. (laughs) Sorry, you took a sip of tea and it, like, fogged up your glasses. (laughs) That is a delicious tea. You have a magical power where you disappear behind your glasses when you smoke smoke tea, when you drink tea. Smoke tea, bro. (laughs) That's what the kids call it these days. Smoking tea. (laughs) The kids are like, fucking what? Yeah, I know. They're like, you're so lame. You're, You're dumb. I agree. I am lame. Anyway, uh, this is a tiny shed book club, or we host a book club uh, for people who don't actually want to go to a book club. Um, we're not dead. Uh, we just, and by we, I mean me, have been out of town a whole frick lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're back, and yes. this is tangent number five. I will... Edit echo, it. <laughs> I will echo you on the five question mark. Five, yeah, five question mark. I think, but I don't know for sure. Who knows? Because it's been a while since I've looked at any of our files because we haven't done anything in a while. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it was to the point where Robert was even like, are you still doing that? <laughs> I was like, yes. I think someone else asked me that recently too. I can't remember who it was now, but someone else and I was like, yeah, we are. We just mm, took a little hiatus because Tia was out of town for a little while. Yeah. Like for like three weeks yeah you were just gone gone (laughs) my cats were very sad (laughs) oh poor kumi poor baby but yeah so this is a tangent episode Mm -hmm. where we get to talk whatever the business that we got yeah and business i think you're tia oh yeah i'm tia (laughs) and i apparently am barely able to function (laughs) i knew you were like waiting for me to say something to like help you out yeah i was like i don't know and i was just and i was waiting for you to be like and i'm tia and here's my intro and i'm like wait i think she forgot (laughs) yep i did uh it's okay and i'm chandler and i'm only like a tiny bit sad that we didn't get to or we didn't do uh like a halloween tangent with spooky stories Yes. So we're going to have to double down on that next year with yes. some spooky stories. Absolutely. I have some ideas. Or we could even do like Christmas spooky stories. Oh my gosh. That would be that would be fun. Like, yeah. I I like that. Let's do it. Okay. I, I feel fulfilled now. Because <laughs> like, have you seen the, the um, trailer for that Violent Night Christmas Yes, movie? I have. Randomly, Why I have. Why am I so excited to go see that? Okay, you're, you're excited? Because yeah. I, I was like, oh, I watched that trailer and I was like, I'm feeling feelings. Part of them, part of them are like excited, curious, into it. And part of them is like, is this just like too much Uh uh-huh is this gonna be dumb if i like this like i was getting self-conscious about myself yes like while i was like watching it so (laughs) i'm glad that you also kind of want to see it because i'm like i would i would low-key watch that it looks so fun yeah like it's it's one where you have to you just know what you're getting into is an outrageous yes weird Mm -hmm. situation with christmas and horror i guess is it horror or like um suspense or I guess it's like comedy horror, I would say. Yeah. Because like somebody's house is like getting broken into and then Santa has to like (laughs) fucking beat people up. Santa's here. Yeah. (laughs) Santa's coming to town. (laughs) Shoot up. But yeah, so we could do that kind of thing. Okay. I'm I'm all for it. Huzzah. So get ready for spooky Christmas in the tiny shed. Hopefully our schedule works out for that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that we can like fit a tangent in around that. I will. We'll, we can do it. We'll figure it out. We'll both be in California. Oh, in shit. We will. End of December ish time. So we can yeah. do like a on the road 
That would require me bringing all this equipment, which is actually not that much. So I don't know why I'm complaining. Well, and you could also give um, like one mic to me and like, and we cannot bring these. We can just like hold the mics in our hands. That sounds precarious, but we could try it. We can do it. Okay. I believe in us. Okay. I don't, but I, I, I don't, I you're believe the optimist. in you. You're the optimist and I'm the pessimist here. <laughs> I believe in you Thank and you. I believe in your ability to carry me on your coattails. No. Oh my gosh. You, no, we can, we'll figure it out. We'll schedule it later, but, um, okay. Should we get into things and stuffs? Things and stuffs. Okay. I normally have my iPad with me because I usually like write notes and things on my iPad, but I wrote notes and things today. Cool. Um, like right when I got home. So they're on my phone, like as little notes in my little notepad here. So dope. Uh, you want to talk about what we're currently reading? Current reads? Yeah. Okay. Totally. You want to uh, go first? You want me to go first? Doesn't matter. Can go first. <laughs> I was like, I, I put my phone over there, but then I realized I'm not going to be able to remember things if I don't have it. Um, so last night I finished... Oh, I need to update it on Goodreads even. Um, I finished Thank You for Listening by Julia Whalen. And Julia Whalen is a audiobook narrator. Um, and I've listened to like six or seven books that she's narrated and she's really good. Um, but she wrote a book and this book is um basically it's kind of like a a light romance about an audiobook narrator. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it seems like kind of semi-autobiographical, but not really. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, it was so goddamn cute. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. I fucking loved it. Okay. It was so good. The like male lead is like just precious. And he reminds me a lot of Robert, which is mm-hmm. I think why I loved him so much mm-hmm. as I was just like, oh, it's like reading my, like my Robert in Aww. a book, which I loved. Um, it's definitely like a fade to black romance. Like there was no spice in it, like at all. Uh, it was no chili peppers. Zero, zero jalapenos. <laughs> it was like a bell pepper, <laughs> but it was so cute. And the, the book was more about like, like, relationships with other people and yourself mm. and less about like the sex scenes but that seems really sweet it was so sweet i loved it i read it in like a day and a half is it is it would you consider it like a romance book is that what it is first and foremost yes okay. that's what i would consider it okay. is a a romance um but definitely like light is that like a five out of five for you or oh yeah oh, it, it, it was all, almost a 4.5 but then i was like nah this is one that's gonna stick mm. in the brain gotta bump it up yeah Yeah. so it bumped it up because i was like i'm this is one that i'm not gonna forget that i read that's exciting you don't come by fives that often yeah i loved it so much um and then i'm also listening to um tastes like war by grace m cho um on um libby and it is basically um a woman is exploring her relationship with her mom um, who was a uh, Korean, uh, like, she refers to her as like a Korean war bride. Oh, like her were mom you telling married- me about this one? Yeah, we okay. saw it at Powell's together. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But she basically like comes to her relationship with her mom through cooking Korean food for her. I love um, that. So her mom is like remembering, like, she's able to learn more about her mother and how her mother relates to the world. And her mom starts to open up about stories about living in Korea um during japanese occupation and colonialism and through food and Mm -hmm. i'm not very far into it but it's 
it's really good so far. And I like the exploration. Um, So I'm listening to that on audio. And then I just started, uh, I just started reading. um, I can't remember the title. It's really silly. So I have to look it up. Yeah. That's what Goodreads is for. Keep track of all of our books and things. The Sound of a Wild Snail Eating. It's that book I was reading in the aisle at Powell's. And you read it? I'm reading it now. Oh, I got re- oh. I got it on uh, Libby while I was in Powell's. I was like, do oh, they have it on Libby? And I got okay, it. I didn't realize that you got it on Libby. I thought, okay, that's funny. No, so I got and I started reading it um, last night, and I'm not very far into it, but mm-hmm. I'm very excited. And it's like about a woman who's kind of like bedridden, right? And then her friend like brings her this snail, is what you're saying? Yeah, she has like a, a an illness that the doctors can't figure is out. Is this a real story? Yeah, it's okay. a mem- it's like a memoir kind of thing. Okay, um, and so she's bedridden, and then. And her friend brings her flowers and also a snail. And the woman was like, why did you bring me a snail? And the girlfriend was like, because I thought you'd like it. Bye. <laughs> and But the book is about her, like, like what you learn about yourself in the world when you take time to just sit and watch minute things, like, exist. Mm-hmm. And she, like, the, the back of the book is, like, she develops this, like, interesting friendship with the snail because she, like, watches it eat. She watches its, mm-hmm. like, personality. Because all she can do is just lay in bed and watch this snail exist. Right, right. Um, and one, I love snails. I love snails and slugs. So I was like, this is amazing. And I also love just sitting and like watching things. Observing. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite things. I feel like a snail would be, honestly, this is going to sound like I'm such an old person, but I feel like a snail would be interesting to watch. Yeah. Because it's not an animal that I've ever really seen do anything because i'm not gonna stop for a snail but like they are really interesting like they're not i don't like what do you how do you even describe a snail it's like a land clam or something like (laughs) it is totally and i don't know why i said that because i don't know anything about clams either but like it's (laughs) i feel like it like has the same like this is a weird way to put this, but like texture to it. It's got the like, same vibe. Yeah, same vibe. Exactly. Yeah, and snails like, and clams have the same vibe. And they're little like eyeballs and little things yeah, go all pokey and like and then watching a snail eat. Like, what is that like? And then they're like, oh. <laughs> so I, I'm all for it. I yeah. think that's cool. So I just started it. So I'm excited. You're going to have to update us. Yeah. We're done. Absolutely. I'm cool. hoping it's good. I'm hoping it's not one of those things where you're like, <laughs> this gets really dumb and boring. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this was such a miss. Mm. And I've had so many bad reads this year that I'm like, come on, man. Give me some more fives. I need some good books, please. <laughs> please. Please, Lord. Uh, what are you reading? Um, It's not one that I'm reading right now. It's I finished it uh, like maybe a month. Mo- what are we in? November? Yeah. So I think I finished it in October. It's called The Push by oh, yeah. Ashley. I think it's Audrain. Um, and it was like a a pick for spooky season. Mm-hmm. And it's... I, I'm going to have a hard time describing this, so I'm going to try. So it's basically about like all the women in this family. So um, like the main character is this woman. And it talks about like her trauma from her mom. Mm-hmm. And then her mom's trauma from her mom. And like it's kind of goes into like, well, is it like paranormal? Is it like mm. a family curse? Like why are all the women so terrible to each other? Yeah. Like, it's like a little like demonic um like the grandmother like shut the mom into like a basement thing like when she was little and left her there like it's really creepy yeah it's like it's almost like watching a scary movie um and then so this woman 
she wants to have kids so she has gets married has a kid and it's a girl and she the whole time she's like okay like i don't want to be that person i don't want to be my mom or my grandma or whatever and she's like continuing to have to fight to not like let her thoughts like get really dark and then at the same time her child her daughter is also like really creepy and is like doing all these weird creepy things and um like hurting other children but no one else sees it but her whoa and so everyone gaslights her and she's like am i crazy is it me or like what is going on this i feel like my child is like low-key demonic and um and so it's about like, like this unfolding of her like discovering like her family trauma and also like what is actually going on with yeah. her daughter uh so it was it was really interesting I think I gave it a four out of five. Like, oh wow, yeah, which is pretty good for me. Like for a like spooky book, like it was. It yeah, kept, that's big. Yeah, it kept me like engaged and interested, and it was creepy. And I think the ending was was pretty good. Like I almost, nice. I almost wanted there to be a sequel with how good the ending was. So damn, yeah. So it was it was good. I'm gonna have to for read sure. that. That sounds so good. And the fact that you gave it a four. Yeah, yeah. I I liked it a lot. It was. It gave me like the shivers. Ooh. Yeah. So, but that's, that's, oh wait, no, that's not all I'm reading. Silly me. Um, we just went to Powell's. I I was like, I like literally really not going to mention the book you have literally in front of you. (laughs) You brought a book in here to talk about it. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to blame it on the mic. That's like blocking my view of it. Exactly. Um, no. So we went to Powell's and I'd seen a poetry book in a different bookstore that I had gone into like a couple months ago and I kept like thinking about it and I was like, oh my gosh, I should have just gotten it. And I was like, well, Powell's obviously is going to have it. So yeah. um, this isn't the exact one. I bought the other one that I was thinking of, but same author, Rupi Carr, Cower, Carr, K- um, K-A-U-R. Rupi. Oh, Rupi Cower. Rupi Cower? I guess. I'm not quite sure, but um, this one is called the, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> The Sun and Her Flowers. And this is like, it's so intense. Mm. Um, I think I've only gotten a little bit into it, but I like the main premise of this whole poetry book is like kind of about her breakup with a partner and like all the feelings that she's going through and like kind of feels like maybe some like abuse was in there Mm. the way she talks about it and it's like it's like all the things that you think in your head but you wouldn't say out loud because Uh, you like people might judge you like she talks about like jealousy and like Uh like you know things that you would be like embarrassed to say in front of other people Mm. so it feels like going like into someone's innermost thoughts and it's really intense um but it's really good like really powerful that's awesome yeah i've been i've been enjoying it so and i don't usually read poetry so it's a nice um change of pace yeah that's awesome yeah yeah i'm liking a lot i'm really proud of you for going outside your genre thank you i'm proud of me too that's awesome yeah so i got this one a different one by ruby carr i forget what it's called like honey and something and then another poetry book by a different author but i don't remember what it is so yeah. That's so awesome. Thank you. Excuse me. Um okay, do you have things that you want to hit or do you want do you want me to just ask you some cues? Just ask just go for it. <laughs> okay. I did not write anything down. I oh, you're went good? from work directly into therapy directly to here. 
I honestly, so, like, I totally forgot. Dude, when I got off work today, I was in the car and I was like, oh shit, I don't have my like, fuck you and fuck yeah for today. So I was like brainstorming the whole way home, <laughs> got home, walked the dogs, got back, ate dinner, had to like write a couple notes for this and was like, okay, I think I'm ready. <laughs> so like, I totally get you. Um, I guess I'm going to... I'm going to go straight into Aaron reminded me that apparently <laughs> apparently now we do boyfriend question corner. Boyfriend question corner. Which I forgot about. He's like, are you like, are you doing a tangent today? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, how come you didn't ask me about boyfriend question corner? And I was like, because I literally forgot. I was like, what's your question for boyfriend question corner? Um, and he wants to know, uh, what's the worst movie or TV adaptation of a book? And Aragon doesn't count, right? Oh, <laughs> I don't, does it well let's say i never read those books or seen those movies oh okay so i mean we can just say that as an aside that that would be up there but yeah let's do beside that one okay do you oh do i have anything in mind yeah do you like um, have one off the top of your head yeah you know i i wish i thought about this more but the one that comes to mind right away is a series of unfortunate events have we already oh. talked about this I feel like you and I mentioned this at some point, but yeah. Yeah. That one is super bad. Like the books for me were so magical when I was younger. Like they were just so good. And mm-hmm. I, and when the show was coming out, I had such high expectations because I was like, this is going to be so cool. Yeah. And it was just really bad. I don't even know how to do it. There was just are, bad. Yeah. They're all so bad. The multiple yeah. iterations of it are terrible. I think I just stopped after the first iteration because I was like, no, I think I'm, I'm, you've scarred me. You've, you've ruined those you've books for me. <laughs> <laughs> you've done your damage. <laughs> um, I'm trying to th- think. Um, I know there's a book that I didn't like the book and then they made a movie out of it and I liked the movie even less than I liked the book. And I was like, why did this even happen? Like, why did this even make it as a mm. a movie? And do you it, know what book that is? Yeah, it's called The Hating Game. and That has nothing to do with, what's that other game book? No. Okay. Um, it's, um, it's like these two people work in an office and they like are real dicks to each other and it turns out they love each other and it's like the dumbest thing i've ever read oh sorry that's (laughs) you know oh my god okay so you i think we were literally talking about this the other day when someone sends you a tiktok oh yeah (laughs) and you so like i don't have tiktok so i I, like open my messages click it it opens up a browser tab Mm -hmm. and then i always forget to close it so then when i reopen my browser tiktok is still yelling at me (laughs) and i'm just like why are you still playing like stop Stop. playing it's so sorry I, i i was going in here to like google um I was curious what the popular like books to movies were. Oh um, yeah, but, but go ahead. Sorry, you were saying. Oh no, it's just the Hating Game. It was a really dumb book, and I I picked it up because a girl that I really liked on YouTube was like, it's, "Oh my god, this is like my favorite book ever." And then I read it, and like I feel really bad because this girl on YouTube is really amazing. But after learning that like she loved that book so much, I was like, I don't know if I can watch you anymore because I hated that book so much. Wait, okay, now we have to talk about. <laughs> I have a follow up question to that. Um. So my follow-up question is, <laughs> do you still take book recommendations from people who have given you a bad book recommendation before? Or does it, it kind of depends. depends? Okay. It kind of depends on like how, I guess, I guess, because 
I guess no. I guess I want to say it depends <laughs> because that's the nicer answer. But I think but, that it's like if you give me one that I'm like, wow, I really fucking hate this book. Besides mm. Brianna. Like, I was going to I was literally going to point out Brianna. Besides Brie. Your sister. Yes. Um, who's my sister. Um. <laughs> I think if someone gives me one that I'm like, wow, I, d- I think it's if they say like, I really loved this book and mm-hmm. then I read it and I'm like, I've seen almost no redeeming quality mm. about it. Then I'm like, I just don't think you and I have the same idea about what's a good book or not, Yeah, which is fine. Cause everyone should read what they like, but right. yeah. Cause after that, that girl literally got a tattoo for the hating game. She loved it so much. Oh and then I gosh, was like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> that's like, dedication yeah and granted it had a lot to do with like things that she like really identified with that Mm -hmm. i think that's why it hit her differently sure but like it has like mostly five-star reviews i feel like on goodreads and i was like this is trash (laughs) i hate when that happens too (laughs) hate it so much i disagree with all of you (laughs) yeah like i all of you are dumb and i'm obviously a genius (laughs) um are there any... Oh, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm try- Yeah, there's definitely been so many that I've been like, oh, I do not like this. Because I feel like for book recommendations, like, there, there are certain people that I would, like, trust more than others, even if they gave me, like, a recommendation that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. So, for instance... <laughs> Like you recommended, <laughs> <laughs> it's resurfaces. It's you <laughs> recommended the um, Bear in the Nightingale, or whatever that is, and like wasn't my cup of tea. But you've also recommended to me City of Brass, which I fucking loved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like just, and I, I think maybe it comes down to like you enjoy a lot of different kinds of books. Uh huh. That like even though you had one recommendation that like I wasn't into, you had a different one that I was like totally into. So like your knowledge is vast Mm. and like you have a lot of different things that you like that are potential things that I could like. Yeah. Whereas like if there was someone who like only read, I don't know, I don't know, like horror or something. Oh, and they gave you one that you were like, wow, I really don't like this. Then I would never trust a recommendation on a horror book ever again. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. That's an excellent point. Yeah. I'm also trying to think of like books to movies and my brain is like literally short circuiting. I was literally Googling it. I was Googling it right now. And a lot of them that come up in here are like old timey ones, um, like To Kill Mockingbird. No, that was Um, an excellent read. Like, yeah, this is, um, and this list I'm looking at is like the 40 best books to movies. So this this is like biased. Um, The Godfather, Little Women, uh, Wizard of Oz. I never read that. Um, yeah little women has had only solid um it's the movies are better than the book little women the movies are better than the book yeah oh i think you've told me this before yeah like the book is fine but it taking out all the shit that they take out makes it so much better yeah (laughs) in my opinion have you read the princess bride no okay because i mean do you like the movie i think the movie's fine you don't absolutely love that movie? I know. Yeah. Oh, my word. It's my okay. mom's favorite movie of all mm. time. So I watched it so much as a kid. And okay. To, like, feeling middling. Like, I don't hate it. I think yeah. it's a great movie. But yeah. it's not, like, my most favorite. Okay. And then That's- seeing it as much as I did, it was <laughs> like, I don't need to see it ever again. <laughs> yeah, and I never read that book because... I didn't feel a need to. Because the movie is so good. I feel like, yeah. like the book would have just fallen short for me. But, um... Let's see. I feel like the Harry Potter movies, 
like the fourth one was epically disappointing. The fourth movie? Yeah. The fourth movie was epically disappointing. Mm. The fifth movie was epically disappointing. I think the fifth one for me was was very disappointing. The fifth one just, yeah, missed the mark a lot for me. Um, it was like really, uh, it felt very like high school drama and... I just felt like they cut out all, like they should have... I don't know. It was really angsty. They made, they leaned way too much into the angst. Cause like granted Harry was like super fucking angsty in that book, Mm -hmm. but like there was so much going on in it and they were like, cut it out, cut it all out. (laughs) At least I frequently hear people like people frequently say the fifth one is their least favorite book. And it is my, like, I fucking love it. I think it's one of the best. Cause it, it makes Harry out to be like, not a perfect character. Okay. Like they show how like, He's flawed. pretty self-absorbed and flawed, and he's a 15-year-old boy. Like, yeah. the fact that he hasn't complained about shit before is astounding. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I have not read those books in so many years. Um, it's I think we may have talked about this before. It is a series that I want to go back and reread, but I know how long it's going to take because of how many <laughs> books and how long they are that I'm just like, it's taking up so much of my, like, reading quota you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i don't i won't have any time for anything else and i want to read other stuff i completely hear you'd be surprised though at how fast they go as it's true like i i did a reread with brianna Mm -hmm. like a year or two ago i think last year yeah and i was shocked at how fast i went through because i said the same thing i was like there's no fucking way because brianna's (laughs) like i'm gonna finish all these by the end of january and i was like there's no way damn oh yeah i remember that i was i remember you telling me that and i was like you guys are crazy and then i of course became really competitive (laughs) and i was like i will beat you did you beat her I did. Oh, okay. I thought that silence was a was a no. No, that silence was a I did. And Brianna's gonna listen to this and she's gonna be like, why is everything a competition with me? And I'll be like, welcome to me. It's uh, Tia. I am a competing person. I will make a competition with you any way I can. So okay, this is now leading me into another question. Meow, meow, meow. Um so we all know, I think we all know, uh-huh. uh Akatar, Corthos and Roses, is oui. going could uh, we oui. <laughs> is is there's a plans for that series to be made i think they've into... casted it no they haven't I, they haven't released oh, the cast but i okay. think they've casted it shit okay so that's gonna be um a new tv series on mm-hmm. which platform hulu i think okay so what are your predictions for how that's gonna turn out at a cough <coughs> my prediction is that it's gonna be fucking terrible yeah simply I just don't think that, I mean, I guess granted, like they did a good job with Game of Thrones from what I hear from people about that, like HBO. Yeah. But like making a show out of it. I said a lot more in my head than I said verbally. Let me (laughs) rephrase. Let me start over. I don't feel like shows do a very good job of fantasy storytelling. I feel like they struggle too much with trying to overdo on graphics Mm -hmm. that they miss. What's cool about fantasy is the world building and the characters and creating a whole different world. And they focus too much on the creating a whole world Mm -hmm. and doing CGI and it fucks it up. And they always choose the wrong people to do it. And they never have like enough. I don't know. I just, I the, the CGI is never that good anyways. No, it's like, terrible. Like there's, there are few and far between movies slash series that have good CGI 
Yes. To where to where it's it's not distracting. Exactly. Like Game of Thrones did a really good job at that from what I've seen. And people seem like feeling like yes, it got the the feeling of the books of like the characters and the depth and the mm-hmm. world building. And that's what I hope Akatar does. Yeah. And I swear to God, <laughs> if they make any of the main men white, I'ma be pissed. Because yeah. not a goddamn one of them is. Yeah. I think Tamlin might be. Yeah. Like, maybe. I honestly don't remember. It's been so long. Not so long, but it's been a while since I've read those like, books. Like, Reese, in my mind, yeah. was, like, Middle Eastern. Right. Yes. And I he want... Was, he was dark-skinned. I want a hot, like, Turkish <laughs> man. Like, that's what he needs to be. And I just... I feel like they're not gonna... I feel like the TV people are gonna focus too much on the wrong things mm-hmm. and turn it into something that it's not. Right. Well, I think Sarah J. Mass is... I don't know at what level, but is somehow involved in... Oh, okay. And I think... That's good news. So hopefully she will make sure they are cast in the way that she wrote them in the books. But I'm, I hope so. I'm not 100% sure on that. And I'm I'm worried. And yeah. also, like, I feel like it's just going to turn out looking so ridiculous. Because, like, yeah. Tamlin has, like, his... Um, turning into a, like a like a animal ability and like uh-huh. how is that gonna look at all good in a yeah. TV show and, or it's like Reese and all the other bat boys you know <laughs> with, with their wings it's like just imagine like people flying around like it just in my head it looks so dumb but yeah. in the books it's so epic that I'm just like I, I I think I'm just being maybe I'm just um, squashing my hopes and dreams so that maybe it will be better than that and I'll be exactly I'll like be if happy I have about it yeah low enough expectation I what I want and no one will do anymore and I guess because it costs so much money but I want what Lord of the Rings the first series did they used very mm. little. Mm-hmm. CGI and when they did they made it count yeah and I yeah. feel like too much now like fantasy what makes fantasy amazing is when you make it so real like you yeah. feel like Lord of the Rings you felt like you could go there exactly like the Shire was real and mm-hmm. all of those like Mordor was just around, like that's what those movies did so well and I wish more fantasy did that right and I feel like Game of Thrones kind of did that like they were leaning more into like the physicality of it and not going so hyper CGI, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't know the new, like the Hobbit, like fuck that shit. That made me so mad. Like the CGI specifically. Yes. It was Mm. just too like pastel and the colors were so bright (laughs) and then everything was CGI. It's just, yeah, it's just distracting. And I, yeah. And I think the, one of the best things, like you said about fantasy is that you are still quote unquote in a like real world, but you're getting these like little hints of things that are not real at all. Yeah. But they feel real within the context. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. Thank you. Welcome. Okay. So sounds like we have some very clear thoughts about Akatar, yeah. and we will, we will see what happens. You know what I would love to see as a, as a TV show? What's that? City of Brass. I oh, think that would make a hell fucking yeah. Ju- like that that is made. <laughs> hell yeah. I I need to go back and read. And I could totally see the TV show going like continuing on past where she left the books and doing it just fine. Yeah. Like she creates right. such court intrigue and like she gives enough of like a presence to that book that I feel like the TV show could just easily take like HBO Why? could fucking 
like knock that out of the park. Why does that one, why does that fantasy book feel like that would be way easier to do and be more believable than Akatar? Like what the hell is it? Is it because it's based in like, like Middle Eastern culture where it's like, hmm. there's already like kind of a basis of, I don't know. I think. Whereas Akatar is like completely its own world. You know, I think what, I think you're like skirt, at least skirting around what I think, like what makes the best fantasy is that there's enough of like another world, Mm -hmm. but it's like grounded in something like that makes good TV shows is it's grounded in something that is like very standard. Like game of Thrones is political intrigue, like taking over countries. Mm -hmm. Like that's a very standard thing that TV and movies do. Okay. Like war, like crime, that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I think, the city of brass davidbod series is that it's like working in a structure of like this is a kingdom i'm going to take it down but then having fantastical elements you're so right and i think akatar is all about the fantastical elements like learning she has powers and she can fly and this man is a batman it's like and (laughs) batman Batman. (laughs) it's a lot less yeah based in at least to begin with things that can be tied into like an experience that we already know about, like war and politics. Yeah, and there's not as much of that in Akatar. Yeah. It's and it's more of like a and I think they struggle really hard with like fantasy romance mm. where they're like because like just watching the um Shadow and Bone series. <laughs> oh, I never Netflix, saw that. Like yeah. it was it was good enough to like when you had the COVID like shot just sitting there being like ah. <laughs> um but like, I don't feel like I feel I haven't even read those books and I'm not sure they did a great job with the show. I think I re- I so I read. Did I read Shadow and Bone? Yeah. Yeah. OK, so I read. It's a Lee Bardugo book. Yeah, I just couldn't remember. I've read, I think, a couple of hers and I couldn't remember. I think, oh, Six of Crows is the other one. That's what I was thinking of. Um, Yeah, the book was like just I think I would liken it to Holly Black, where it's just Uh, like, it has a really good direction and a really good premise, but it just misses the mark. Mm, Okay. Um, And I felt like when people were watching that series, they were talking about, they weren't talking, I don't, no one seemed like overly excited. They're like, yeah, it's cool. Like it's a show. It Uh has good elements. Like, I feel like the, the adaptation of it was the exact same where it like has a really good, (laughs) it's really interesting, but they kind of just missed the mark and it just didn't really hit very hard. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think that the David Bond series would be amazing. Yeah. I I would would love, love, I would love to see that as a show. Yeah. That'd be incredible. All right. So I'll let you pitch that to HBO and I'll get (laughs) them on the phone. (laughs) Get them on the horn. I've got a direct line to HBO. (laughs) Um, I'm going to keep smacking you with questions if if that's okay with you. Smack me. (laughs) Um, And in fact, this one's not even a question. It's a demand. I demand you uh, to describe your perfect book. Like (sighs) if you were going to read something that hit all the marks for you, like, what would that look like? Wow. Um, Sorry, I had to come in with a strong demand. The thing is, is that, like, the second you asked that question, an actual, like, physical book Mm -hmm. came to my mind that I think is perfection in all ways. Ooh, tell me. And it's All the Light We Cannot See, and I tell everybody about this book. Okay. I truly think it is perfection in all forms. Shit, okay. It is... One of the most 
beautifully written books I've ever read in my entire life. The premise of it, it's a World War II book. So I, I think it's just everything about it. I can't, I can't, it's just has this is it aura in like my mind. what is it about the war? Is it, does there like romance? Like what's, what is in it that you, is it like, so it's about these, it follows these two kids. One is a blind girl in France mm-hmm. and then another is a boy growing up in Germany and mm-hmm. he's an orphan. Um, and it follows these two as they're growing through the war. So that's one girl who's living in a French town that's resisting the Nazis. And mm-hmm. then this boy who grows up in Germany and has no other options and how he just gets like sucked up into the Nazi machine mm-hmm. of war because he's like, well, if I want to go to school and if I want to not die in a fucking mine, I will join the army. Mm-hmm. And like, it's an, like he doesn't believe in any of the things, but he just, he's complicit in it. Okay. And then it's watching how these two, like, you know, there's some sort of connection between mm-hmm. them and there's, and it, it, it sounds like describing it to someone. It does not capture at all what this book is like. It's truly magical. I really can't. Okay, I, like, yeah. I can't. I've never been able to fully express in words how beautiful this book is to me. I feel like you're not the only one. Like, I feel like that book has come up a lot and I feel like it's well rated and reviewed everywhere I feel like it's it's a good book for a lot of people yeah I think it's genius um but I think if I had to describe like my perfect book I they would need to have a little romance in it and I Mm -hmm. think all the light we cannot see has a little bit Mm -hmm. um I think I think it has to have an overarching like like a big struggle, like a war or mm-hmm. um, that shows the like multiple sides of people. Like I mm-hmm. love the character driven mm-hmm. looks at people, like really looking at how people struggle and survive and succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I think it would, I, I think I would have to say that it would be perfect is that I tend to really like settle into a perfect book Mm -hmm. when it's like a historical fiction. You do love some historical context. I love historical fiction. And I think Mm -hmm. it's because it gives like, like it's like cozy to me almost. Weird. Okay. That's not how I would describe it at all, but I know it makes sense for you for sure. That it just feels like I'm getting to a mad, like, I don't know. Cause I love fantasy, but I, I think fantasy is more like, whereas historical fiction is like ooh yeah like like I don't know is it more like relatable because it's based in things that people have actually experienced before I think so and Mm. I think because sometimes when I look back at history that I'm like how the fuck did people get through that Mm, like mm -hmm. how did you like how did humanity get through okay that makes sense and so you get to kind of see someone's point of view of how how they managed and how they dealt with their trials and tribulations yeah and- i think so okay oh okay that's that's a good way to put it yeah yeah cool that was a really good question oh my gosh thank you i thought about that on my drive home from work today i love it now i demand i demand <laughs> to know what is your perfect book um funny that you asked because it also brings up a particular book <laughs> <laughs> um to mm, 
two two ish books, okay. um, and they're both from the Akatar series. I knew, it. of course, it's book two and five, um, which <sighs> are whatever a court of mist and fury right and then yes. a court of silver flames yes, dude a court of silver flames is like fuck yeah it's that book is literally it's can't like it's it's mm-hmm. a piece of gold like i don't even know how to explain it so i think i will just describe the elements of like what i liked in that book mm-hmm. and just like broaden that to like what my perfect book would be it's like spicy romance mm-hmm. um with like I feel like th- it's not too fast. Like I feel like the buildup between Nesta and mm-hmm. and Cass was like over many books. Yes. So uh-huh. like I like a like like I like to be teased. Like build it up, build it up. Like don't yeah. like don't be like too like don't don't give it to me too fast. I want that like, book foreplay. Exactly. I don't. <laughs> we are not a first date. Kinda, kinda. <laughs> we are third date. <laughs> Fucking take your time. Exactly. I want to be wooed. Woo my ass. Um, so I really like, I like that and the spiciness. I think um, just what, like between Nesta and Farah and how the two of them dealt with their like their shit like their trauma and how uh they both had completely different responses and i think you kind of said it like watching those characters like grow and develop and Mm -hmm. become you know what i would want out of a character become better through something um is really intriguing and then i think of course like the fantasy element so like having like things that are like magical and fantastical and like weird animal beasts and like and magic powers so i I definitely this is why maybe i don't enjoy like historical books as much is because it it doesn't get there's not enough like mad like magic to it Uh you know what i mean um so yeah i know i know Okay, let's explain that. So, as I say that, Tia is, like, literally holding up her next pick for her book, which, why don't we just go on into it, Tia? Describe to us what your pick for for our next book is. Not to take away from what you were talking about, but it was just so funny. So, my... I'm sorry. I I realized as I was coming out of my mouth, I was like, this sounds really bad, probably, because Tia's next pick is a historical fiction or whatever. But that's the whole point of this podcast is like yeah. each of us like choosing books that the other might not necessarily like exactly re- like if you hadn't have chosen um a good girl's guide to murder mm-hmm. i would have never read that book yeah and yeah. i'm very glad that i did cool hell yeah um so i'm gonna torture Chandler. oh my god that is a chonker <laughs> it's almost 600 pages long thick <laughs> she's thick. thick with three c's oh my goodness okay so we're reading the nightingale by Kristen hannah um she came out with the four winds last year which was like a major bestseller mm-hmm. um but it is a um surprise it's a world <laughs> war ii book um just as a background i got my uh i got 
my degree from CSU in archaeology with a minor in World War II history. So I'm a little obsessed You're with You're a buff. It. Um, so the back is, with courage, grace, and powerful insight, best-selling author Kristen Hannon captures the epic panorama of World War II and illuminates an intimate part of history seldom seen, the women's war, which I mm. love books that focus on the fact that, like, yes, the war for men is fucking atrocious, mm-hmm. but the women were left to do, pick up everything to take care of the men who mm-hmm. were injured and, anyway. It's just one of my favorite side stories that I don't totally talked about often. Mm -hmm. Um, The Nightingale tells the stories of two sisters, two sisters separated by years and experience by ideals, passion and circumstance, each embarking on her own dangerous path towards survival, love and freedom in German, German occupied war torn France, a heartbreakingly beautiful novel that celebrates the resilience of the human spirit and the durability of women. It is a novel for everyone, a novel for a lifetime. Um, And I specifically have been very into recently the um, women's resistance in France. Mm. Um, That's usually what I tend to go for is the um, uh, one of the books that I think about frequently is a code name Verity. And it's a lot to do with like the resistance in France and all that kind of stuff. And it's, I'm excited. It sounds, it sounds cool. I'm, I didn't, I guess I didn't, I did, I had read the back at one point, but I, I didn't, I didn't read it well enough, but I didn't realize it was so much focused on like the women's side. So that's interesting. I'm super excited. I'm hoping to see, cause the women did so much mm-hmm. for the resistance in um, World War II. And I'm, I'm just really excited. I think it's supposed to be a really beautiful book. It is a chonker. It is like 564 pages long. Um, so it's. The, gonna, ch- the chunks are going to be big. Yeah, and we're going to do a four-parter for this one. Yeah, so yep. it looks like um, the first part will go from the beginning to chapter 11. Second part is from chapter 11 to 20. Third is 20 to 30. And the fourth is 30 to the end. Oh, that's that actually makes it... It's like about 10 chapters per per section yeah it's about 141 pages per section so it's about 40 more than we normally do um for oh, sections it's not that bad but yeah it is big but i'm i'm just i've been wanting to read it but i've been like a little intimidated by it and so i was mm. like well it's a perfect book club book then yeah i was like a book yeah. club book will like push me to get through it and push me to read it and absolutely so yay I'm, so our next book is Kristen hannah's the nightingale oh my gosh i gotta get my copy <laughs> Oh shit! I gotta do that soon. <laughs> like we're gonna have to record in like a week. Maybe it's on Libby. Um, I I okay. This is one of the books on Libby that was like a twenty week wait or something like that. Oh so shit! Really? When you mentioned this to me, I was like, okay, I'm gonna look it up on Libby, and I did, and I was like, oh fuck, it's, the wait is so long. So I put in a re- like a request for a hold, and was like, well, it's probably not gonna work. I'll probably just buy it, but we'll see what happens. Literally, I can pick it up this week from the from the library. The Damn, hard the hard copy. That's it, amazing. It, like works out so well. I just need to remember to go to the library and go pick it up. To, <laughs> like literally, I have to do it tomorrow, or else. Wait, what's today? Today Tuesday. is the fifteenth. I, I literally have to pick it up by tomorrow. Like tomorrow's the last day because they only hold it for so oh, long shit. for you before they give it to the next person. So this is amazing. I'm gonna. I'm while I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna set a reminder that I need to go to the library Fate. tomorrow. I. Oh, this is, I want you to no holds barred while we're reading this. Okay. I want to hear your, you want me to like, if you're like the fuck this shit, I want to hear it. Cause I'm so, cause you were like, I really don't like, that's not a genre I would go for. And I'm just really intrigued to see. 
my perspective. Because I also like it wasn't until I think midway through one last stop mm-hmm. that I was like, I don't think Chandler's as into this as I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing was, is like I I wanted to have like a very open mind because I'd not read yeah. a contemporary romance. I was like, OK, like I'm like happy to be here. I'm gonna read, like, <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. I'm like a golden retriever. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't want to like get too ahead of myself and be like really critical. And like uh-huh. it, there was nothing wrong with it at yeah. first. I think it just like it eventually didn't get like overly exciting for me mm. so i was like okay like it was pretty medium um but i'm still gonna definitely have like an open mind i just you just strike me as so much more a person who like enjoys like history and mm-hmm. like i don't know geography and that kind of stuff and like i feel like in school you were more of like an english history kind of person yes. mm-hmm. and i was and still am and i fucking teach math so like was more of like a math <laughs> science kind of person so like I never really found history in English to be like all that exciting for me. Gotcha. So, but I'm I'm here for it. I'm excited. I so I'm waiting for something to change my mind. Yay! Woo! I'm Come so on, excited. Chris and Hannah, <laughs> let's go. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything else we need to cover before we do fuck yes and fuck yous? I don't think so. That was a pretty natural transition. Hell yeah, we did. <laughs> From me being like I don't like historical You're books just like, so funny. and our next book. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, don't apologize. It was hilarious. They were like, I really don't like that. I was like, oh no, I'm so sorry. And it's no, so long. You too. shouldn't be sorry because you are getting me out of my comfort zone. I do want to try other things. I'm just not going to be the person that like, I would never, like I would never pick this up. And it's not, yeah. it's not a bad thing. Like I should be trying other things. Like I don't always have to read a certain kind of book. Like that's boring. Like I'm reading poetry right now. And I never do that. Woo! So like, and I've been enjoying it. You know what I mean? So I no, I appreciate appreciate that i'm excited for it me too okay um you want to do your fuck you yeah um so <laughs> it's a funny fuck you oh my god stop yeah okay so my fuck you is a fuck you to all you people out here who are thinking my beautiful <laughs> goddess pendant necklace is a fucking mini butt plug i hate all of you okay but please explain that explain this pendant you have so i found this pendant in texas at a like like crystal shop with my mom and my sister and it's called a goddess pendant and it's a a woman like a curved woman with her arms in like a circle over her head um and then her legs kind of come to a point and if you've ever seen the venus figurines from europe they're the little like stone women that are like very curvy they Mm -hmm. usually have like what appears to be like braided woven hair Mm -hmm. um and like big boobs that their like hands sit on top of Mm -hmm. it it reminded me of a venus woman and Mm -hmm. i was like oh i love like they're one of my favorite archaeological things and i saw it and it's just so beautiful it's like she's got you know this like extremely womanly figure and then Mm -hmm. they've got a circle around like where her womb is and it just it like struck me that i was like oh it's just so beautiful Mm -hmm. and then i came home and robert hadn't said anything about it and so me being the jerk that i am i was like do you like my necklace and he's like oh yeah your mini butt plug and i was like fuck (laughs) you though and him and I laughed about it and then I was telling Chandler and I was like oh Robert was like oh a mini butt and she goes oh my god I was literally sitting there going like she's like when I first just like side glanced at it she was like oh small butt plug and I was like why are we all out here I'm just like it's 2022 we live in Portland like if you want to have a butt plug on your necklace like you you go girl ain't nobody gonna judge you like I just thought I just thought it was the coolest thing so I want to say a fuck you to all you people who think my beautiful 
your beautiful goddess <laughs> pendant is, is a, a butt plug. <laughs> it's just the fact that it comes to like kind of a like a, it's a rounded point at the end. It just has the shape. Like it, it, it at a glance, it's just the shape. But if you actually look at it closely, it's a beautiful figure of like a woman, like kind of like a silhouette. It's it's gorgeous. <laughs> I just I'm sorry. It has light. I mean, I'm not saying that you guys are wrong, that it doesn't give off light butt plug energy. I just hate that you brought that to my attention. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You're going to have to show Aaron and be like, Aaron, what does this remind you of? But I did But I did tell him about it, so he's going to be biased. But yeah, so um, yeah, fuck you guys. You still wearing it loud and proud, girl? I am. I love my butt plug. Fuck all them haters. Oh my God. <laughs> That's going to be our new merch is just, I love my butt plug. <laughs> People have no idea what's going on. Oh my God. Um, but what's your, what's your fuck you? <laughs> Way not funny at all. Oh, I should have gone first. <laughs> my fuck you is to daylight savings. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Because it's dark at like freaking 430. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't like, what is, do we still need daylight? Like, I feel like the farmers are like, bruh like <laughs> we don't need that no more you know ain't nobody need it yeah i feel like we don't need it and i feel like we voted on it at one point like, i feel like we did too and i just feel like nothing happened i felt like they were like oh maybe in 2023 or something i think it? oregon pulled its classic thing and said when washington does it we'll do it <laughs> <laughs> they're my older brother <laughs> washington is always they go first and then they do it <laughs> <sighs> okay yeah so just i'm just annoyed because it's just dark early and it's like i I think I've complained about this last year at some point, but um, working in the school that I work at, my classroom is like in the middle of the school. So I have no windows. And so I'm just like in a dark classroom all day with like terrible fluorescent lights. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'd I'd drive to work and it's dark. Uh-huh. Get to work and my room is basically dark. And then I get out and I have sun for like an hour and a half so i get to experience a tiny bit of happiness on my drive home <laughs> and, then, and then i walk my dogs in the like sliver of sunlight that's left <laughs> i hate it so that's my fuck you <laughs> so lame i also hate it there is yeah. there was like a a meme that marissa sent me last year that i saw again this year and it was like i would just like to say that uh daylight savings has ruined my life <laughs> for real <laughs> it really does it's stupid and especially here in portland it's just like like, it's been nice lately because it hasn't been super rainy, but when mm-hmm. it's, like, real rainy, it's then, dark all day. Yeah, like, the entire day is overcast and, and wet, and then there's no sun at all. Yeah, it's yeah. just, that's why everyone here is depressed. And it basically, <laughs> like, because of all the clouds, it basically feels like the sun sets at, like, 3.30. Yeah, it's awful. But, yeah, it sucks. Anyways. So I, I agree with you. We should talk about things that don't suck. So, okay. uh, <laughs> what is your uh, fuck yeah for this week? Um, My fuck yeah is... Uh, I'm getting a tattoo on Saturday. <gasps> you are not. What are you yeah. getting? I'm so stoked. Okay, it's- wait. What number is this for you? The number tattoo. One, two, three, four, five, six, oh my gosh. seven, eight. Oh my gosh. It's nine. Holy, it's my nine. Okay, I didn't even realize you had that many. Wow. Well, a lot of them are like double. <clears throat> so like these two, like oh, the stars yeah, on my uh-huh. wrist were done at like, so I count them as separate. No, totally. Um, no, yeah. But so I have nine and or I have eight. This will be my ninth. Um, I will show you the picture of it and I will describe it to the listeners because you can't see what I'm doing. <laughs> um, that's what I'm getting. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. That dope as fuck? <gasps> so it's basically a floating hand with like long, like not super long, but like coffin shaped 
nails. It's giving me like gypsy vibes. Yeah, like, like a, a like a gypsy's hand and then a floating candle with a sun behind it. Oh, it's gorgeous. And like <gasps> the wax dripping. Uh-huh. Where's where um where are you getting it? It's a tattoo studio on Lombard. It's like Oh, I meant like where on your body, but Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for triangulating our <laughs> Sorry. Definitely delete no, that. I mean, no, 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 no. I love it. Um, I am. I want it. I want it here next to her. Okay. Like, so like on your upper. Yeah. Upper right inner arm. arm. Okay. Um, love it. Oh. So that's where she recommended. She was like okay. here, upper leg or back. And this and is, this is her particular, this is her design. Yes. So cool. this is flash. Um, and I've been looking at this woman for a long time. Mm-hmm. I want her to do my for my left forearm. Mm-hmm. Um, but she posted this flash and I was like, been looking for a larger flash piece recently. And I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit, that's it. That's perfect. Um, cause it's like spooky, but also like, yeah, feminine and like punk and I love it. Um, but I don't know if it'll fit here because uh, of the, the tattoo other that's one. here. Mm. So if she says no, then I'll put it here. On the other arm. Okay. Um, and then if she's like, your arms are bad, then I'll put it on my back. <laughs> your arms are just terrible to you. Have you seen your arms? <laughs> your arms are bad. Um, but I'm that's, getting a tattoo. Oh my gosh. I want another tattoo so bad, but there are two problems. One, I don't mm-hmm. have any money. Yes. Two, um, I, I, I'm, I'm a baby and I, I just like the last <laughs> tattoo that I got, I was like, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know if I can do this ever again, but I still want another one. I hate how that happens. Yeah. It's like, I feel like it's the same with like having kids. You like have a kid and it like hurts and sucks and it's yeah. awful. And then you like forget that it hurts and sucks and it's awful. And then you're like, I'm just gonna have another one. Cause then your brain deletes all that. And just is like, remember the adrenaline you got yeah. from it? And you're like, I do. And it's like, forget everything. Else. <laughs> I know that's how I feel. I'm like, I know it's going to hurt when I do it, but. And that's been my problem, too, is, like, the money aspect. Mm -hmm. But um, BPA is giving a, like, we did so well this year. Here's some money um, to the feds. Bonus monies. So I get bonus monies. And I was like, yeah, I got to take my bonus (gasps) monies. Wait, maybe that's what you just just gave me an idea. Yes. um, Well, you know how, like, our contract has, like, not been a contract forever? Yeah. Um, So our district and union can't agree on, like, anything. When they do finally agree on things, we're going to get back paid because they owe us because we were supposed to get a raise last year. Anyways, they owe us money. So I'm going to get a big old lump sum of money. And I'm going to do, like... I'm going to do like good, important adult things, like put them into savings, probably invest some of it like whatever. Um, but I also want to be irresponsible with some of it. And I was like, what should I do with a portion of my money that I can be irresponsible with? Maybe I'll get a tattoo. That's exactly, it was like, yeah, it was like part of it is like going to pay off like our refrigerator and then like, yeah. <laughs> adult boring stuff. Adult boring stuff. But then I was like, oh my gosh, I can use a little bit of it to You're get like, myself a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. I'm excited. What's your fuck yeah? Um, again, way lamer than yours. It's okay. I this makes me. We can't all be as amazing. I really, just really though. But <laughs> also, my fuck yeah should just be that like you convinced me that I'm gonna get a tattoo soon. Amazing. <laughs> but my original fuck yeah that is like what are you 40 and have nothing better to do with your life is that I've been like meal prepping a bunch and Hell it's been yeah. making me so happy. Don't you put that down. Meal it's, prepping's hard as fuck. Dude, it takes hours on the weekend, but I've been doing it consistently for the past like month ish now. Uh-huh. And like, so Aaron and I split 
the week about half and half. So like he'll cook half the like dinner meals and I'll cook half the dinner meals. And so I've just been cooking all of my dinner meals on Saturday or Sunday. And then I don't have to cook at all during the week. So amazing. And it just makes my weeknights so much easier that I don't have to cook at all. And like, yeah, I feel like such a boring adult that that's like my fuck. Yeah. But like I, it is bringing me life. I don't know. So it's, it's been, and if I have to cook on a weeknight, I usually go for recipes that are like quick and easy Uh because like I don't have the time or the energy, but because I'm doing it on the weekends, I'm like, I fucking made like a two hour lasagna. This week, I was you know say, I was like, is that what the lasagna was <laughs> that for? That was what the lasagna was about. I know. Hey. I like texted you being like, I'm not on time because my lasagna is <laughs> taking a while. <laughs> so that is my fuck yeah, is that meal prepping has made my life during the week like just that much easier. And it's been fantastic. Hell yes. Yeah. So boring. I'm so not boring. You're just like the cool tattoo person. And I'm like, I made a lasagna. <laughs> I, I want to be a meal prepper so bad like i want to prep all my my dinners Mm -hmm. it's so like it's 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 hard but like i'm that's so amazing because then it does it takes all the like pressure out of it where you're like i just get to heat it up and then like you know i'm not gonna be able to do it like every weekend but like on the weekends that I can, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ham. Do it, and now I'm just gonna get a tattoo of a lasagna. On yes, my your entire back is just a One lasagna. lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Okay, I think I think we want to wrap up. Yeah. So okay. next book, The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. We are reading mm-hmm. up to chapter eleven. Hell yeah, chapter eleven. All right, we'll check back in then. Yee. So don't forget your bookmark and to lock the shed behind you. Bye.